When you think about business competition, where are you focused? Your town, your state, across the country? You need to be concerned with competitors around the world. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Today, you'll hear about the mega trends in global business and how they affect your organization, as well as explore issues, solutions, and some amazing facts about business worldwide. Now, here is your host, Mahesh Joshi. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have a very fascinating subject today. I have an author with me, and his name is Sanjay Mittal, and he's written two books. His first book I found very fascinating. The second, more fascinating, which has just come out. And this book has just come out in the past few months. He started thinking about this book during the lockdown period in pandemic and seeing how things are moving around us, how uh, humanity is uh, leveraging technology to do certain things, which earlier were being done very differently, how the society has been pushed uh, by the pandemic to behave in a certain manner uh, and what to do and what not to do kind of stuff. The latest book, 2040, this is about the year 2040. So the title of the book is 2040, 2040, The Battle for Life, A Story for Tomorrow. And in this book, author shares the insight uh, into the future. And he has used year 2040 as a reference point. Where would the humanity be that time? How would the relationships be looked upon or looked by individuals with each other? What would be the role of technology? How people would be working? What would the workplace look like? How would people be communicating? How would people be commuting? What would be the possible modes of commuting? And how the scenarios can change dramatically? What would be or could be the possible scenarios of geopolitics and technology? Predominantly, uh, the impact of pandemic, which has happened now, the lessons from that impacting thought process, behaviors, use of technology, development of technology, all of that. How it's going to impact? How it's going to look like that impact in 20 years from now. Uh, the author, Sanjay Mittal, he has written two books. One is what you're going to talk today, 2040, The Battle of Life. And the second book, which he wrote earlier, was The Witness. He is a very passionate person about using technology for doing what? For achieving good of humanity, how it can be used to create good things for humanity, how it can influence humanity in a positive way. And currently, he's pursuing a research project. Uh, it is called the Engineering Equation Called Life. And what he's trying to do there is to use bioengineering-based uh, exercises for curing diseases. He is an engineer by profession, and he uses that knowledge also very effectively for modern building design and uh, for constructions incorporating eco-friendly practices. But today we are going to talk to him about his look into future, as he has talked about in his book, uh, 2040, The Battle for Life, A Story for Tomorrow. Welcome, Sanjay. Uh, hi, hi. 
Hi, Sanjay, it was fantastic to read your book. Uh, very futuristic looking. But you know, uh, the future has suddenly showed up at our doors with the pandemic, yeah. uh, the future of work, which everybody used to talk, what's going to be there, how it's going to be there. Uh, and uh, now you see people are not commuting at all. Everybody is working from home. They are still doing well. Uh, they are still able to deliver things. So what we used to talk about in, 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 in future work is there. And that's where I'm trying to relate to your book. The title itself is so fascinating. 2040. So, so we are talking about the future. You know, the battle for life. And, and what I saw in your book, it's very absorbing. When you're reading, I, I could finish it in one go. I didn't have to stop. So it's very easy read. And it is uh, very well woven. So what I saw, uh, the future of human race appears there. How the society will be structured, that's very nicely captured there. Also, it also captures how... The, the nations, the various countries can work together in many things uh, to make this world a very nice living place. So before I go there, uh, I wanted to start with your book. That uh, What is your book about? See, this book is set in 2040, as the title says. And though the book, you know, it talks about the good and bad, but it talks about society in 2040. Right? Yeah. The central character is a Delhi based TV anchor. His name is Rohit Singh. He has a love interest, Priyanka, who also works in the same channel. So it is also about, you know, relationships in 2040, how they would be slightly or maybe radically different from what they are now. Then, on a positive note, there is a terror threat, but how countries can get together to fight a massive terror threat. It talks about that. The book goes quite deep into it. At another level, the book goes into the origin of life, what we are, and how the, there is a threat to life which we can, which we need to take action on. The threat is serious. We are ultimately constitution, you know, of uh, carbon, oxygen, nitrogen atoms with water, and that temperature band, which all this can exist in a stable form is being threatened. So the book goes into it, it goes into origin of life, it goes into religion, it goes into geopolitics, all in 140 pages. I have tried to cater to the audience. That's fantastic. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I also got a lot of satisfaction. You know. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Because this is very difficult to to be so precise and 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 you you cover uh, all of it into a, a small book, which is easy to read and hitting on so many very important pieces which are impacting uh, today's life. So b- before we go further uh, in, deep into the subject, what what inspired you to write this book? Uh, I was, you know, a technology buff, and I know the upside and downside of technology, but I also look to the future with positive energy. So, when this pandemic happened, I wondered that how to use this as a opportunity that such a thing won't happen again, that nations have to get together to find solutions. And similarly, you know, we have a nuclear threat on the world. But let's also start thinking in terms of cooperation between nations, that dirty bombs won't leak out, that nations will ultimately get together to, you know, clamp down on terror finance, 
that we have a good life. So I thought, let me write this. And maybe in a small way, it would also contribute to that understanding of the world that life is unique. We need to be together, need to stand together and take on the bad guys so that we have a good future. You know, that was the basic thrust. And that's what got me down to writing. Very nice, very nice. Now, <clears throat> I see a lot of... Uh, uh, development in the human race and in society and uh, just to summarize what would you say where do you see human race and society in uh, 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 the placement of your book in the year 2040 actually I'll, I'll be talking about positives out here yes you know as we discuss discuss so I see that we would be you know in a society with transportation would become much more exciting say hyperloops uh, pods transporting people from one place to another. Then maybe even space travel for ordinary, not just the astronauts of a country, but maybe people with some money could have a fantasy space travel. That's one aspect. Medicine would cross certain boundaries. Our lifespan could get extended. But the clue out here, the real thing is, will it be a good life we lead? Will it be a healthy life we go into? So that has been discussed, how this could be achieved. That's also a part of the book. The education would change as the pandemic has changed for us today. Education would change. Our employment styles, how we get employed, what professions get you know, employment, we'll have to look into that because artificial intelligence would dominate and employment may become difficult. The countries would have to think of a universal basic income that everybody gets something in the pocket. So that is all part of the scenario of 2040. Even as the world is fighting a big terror plot, all this comes out in that book. I think that's a very that's, that, that's very well said uh, because you see your inspiration came and you converted fast into creativity is the pandemic, and the and the, and the yeah. pandemic is definitely changing the mindsets. So, so this, your book is, is a prime example of that here is, uh, you can call it a calamity, it's a pandemic, and how do you leverage it to think through it and get into future? See, one is you, you're battling with it today, or what to do with it, how to handle it, what is the impact of it, okay, oh my God, what do I do kind of stuff. Second is you build on it, that what we are seeing with the pandemic what is needed to avoid such situations, but beyond that, how it would look like in future, that if a pandemic uh, comes, how can you be ready with? And the, beyond that pandemic, <laughs> while we behaved and our lifestyle moved forward, it was very fast forward. It, uh, the way we work, the way we do things, that's what you call the future of work. Everybody's working from home, still connected. Oh, not everybody but most could and still not to the 100% efficiency, but found a new way of doing things to get something done. You know, online collaboration, using technology more uh, uh, than what was getting used in past. So I must commend you that you use this time to instead of getting depressed about a pandemic that you unleashed uh, you know creativity in your <laughs> brain to think through the future that how it looks like and share with people so quickly so that's very admirable so definitely it has impact 
because we are already seeing that human race is behaving differently in different situations if you see across the world different cities behaving differently people with inequalities more inequalities in a society are behaving very different than where the society has lot more equality and uh, the 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 weight is being handled uh the work life balance as well as the pandemic in different countries as you rightly said geopolitics the what kind of governments are there how they are responding to certain thing so i think what what you are very nicely highlighted in your book is how everything gets exposed and how you, how everybody is found connected to each other and how you cannot do without being connected to each other and helping each other am i right yeah absolutely absolutely you know i take it back to 200000 years back there's a dialogue <coughs> see actually if you look at where life could have originated human life mm-hmm. it, it, the scientists are discussing they have found the oldest fossils in morocco in india in indonesia or you know sub saharan Af- africa so ultimately it was that temperature band that greenery which existed out here it could not have started in very cold country and that is how we are all connected we all you know came from this equatorial band and we have to go back we have to fight our threats together we have to fight our battles together so that there is a connection there is a connection and today there is a pandemic world needs to collaborate world needs to collaborate to ensure something bigger does not happen not by accident nor by terror nor by you know a natural pandemic may happen so that that the element of collaboration is, i have always talked about in the book very nice so sanjay at this point of time we'll take a short break and then we'll continue our discussions after the break For the past 2 years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. and we are having very interesting discussions with sanjay on his latest book 2040 this year 2040 the battle for life very fascinating book and uh, we had very fascinating discussions accordingly accordingly in the first segment so sanjay uh, thanks for such uh, insightful book and and great discussions in the first segment now moving on uh, what I wanted you to throw some light on 
is basically I read in your book the one sentence it says nature has been beaten humanity is the master of its destiny yeah well all the signs are coming like this with uh, the new technological developments with artificial intelligence coming into play and also beyond that uh the the way things are moving even the medicine even the genes the dnas and the law of things are happening around us so how do, how do you see that that in future would life be uh with all these things man made and man taking control of it uh would the life be moving away from nature or will be getting closer to nature uh, there there could be two aspects that that's a very challenging question right but i like to answer this you know from the my viewpoint that of the characters in the book that you know in case for our survival we need to master certain things of nature but not destroy it for example we have to make earthquake proof buildings otherwise we'll just die or we need to make vaccines to survive so uh, but the entire thrust of the book is that whatever you do for your survival and for enhancing the quality of your life do not destroy the very core of you know what earth is what nature is so we have to move in cohesion we can be masters of a destiny but we should not destroy nature nature and let me give you an example in case we take the life of earth as one year you know earth is 4.5 billion years old if we make it one year then each second is uh, 144 years and in the last 2 uh, seconds of this uh, one year we would have you know got that uh, industrial revolution so we have to be careful that our destruction of the basic forces which created life does not happen otherwise we will be you know destroying the earth however if we are smart we are intelligent we cooperate with each other we could have a very good life and we could Uh, master nature in a positive way that we do not die under earthquakes we do not die under pandemics that should be our goal so i am just trying to be you know uh, optimistic that we should be on a positive path that's my no, that's you, the thrust of the book also no you are very right because as you have mentioned in your book also and as you mention now also okay the the humanity Uh, is a master of destiny. Yes, in terms of living, if you are living in in, in areas which are uh, earthquake prone, if you do not design and develop earthquake proof buildings, your life longevity is gone. You may die in an earthquake. Humanity may get impacted. So that that's that's very true. But when you are doing it, you probably are not destroying uh, the nature. it is expected that you will do without destroying the nature and same thing similarly you mentioned earlier about vaccine and uh any if if you look at your book and vaccine will allow people to live longer because if those are existing uh, uh viruses which can affect the longevity of human life and if you develop these vaccines you are okay maybe you can say you are interfering in a way with the with the with the nature <laughs> you are controlling the bad effect of something existing there which may have some reason to do it but at least you are impacting humanity in a positive way because you have you have created a control for the bad impact of something which is which is spreading around if you don't do anything it can take away uh, life of masses 
So that's a very positive side of it. And in that way, I agree with you that uh, uh, it's a master of its destiny. You're building a uh, earthquake-proof building without impacting nature. Now you're creating vaccines to save lives and create longevity. And you're creating uh, new medical science innovations which can increase your lifespan. I, I think that's the theme of your book, that how to use this to in a positive direction. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, you have to use our creativity, our knowledge of science to be positive, not to destroy things, but to enhance, you know, our globe. That's the trust. Yeah. So I think it looks like that with what you mentioned in your book that, okay, the people, uh, the man, humanity has become master of its destiny. And uh, and uh, some of the natural effect like earthquake and all, which you cannot control, uh, uh, having it or not, you created uh, such buildings or such habitat where you neutralize the impact and you still survive. So that's that's yeah. Sorry, that's the positive side of beating the nature in a positive way. Absolutely, in a positive way. Not in a way to destroy water or destroy the climate. Yeah. That would be the negative way. Same thing like tsunamis. We get tsunamis, we get storms and all that. So if you can create habitat to to increase or save people's lives, you're not interfering with nature. What you've done is is that that uh, the robust side of nature which could be destroying. <laughs> if you see the nature is not yeah. always in the destroying it's it's in a support mode to life but except this of those tsunamis storms or hurricanes <laughs> which are also natural phenomena the human life has to survive against that absolutely absolutely yeah. you know we have, we have to survive floods we have to survive so many things so we have to have our checks and balances you know. Yeah, and that's where the the humanity mastering its destiny uh, to be surviving and living safe uh, uh, it comes into play. But in your imagination, I know you have written this book at at a very optimum time, where in, during the pandemic, uh, people have been disconnected, uh, were forced to stay indoors in safe environments uh, just to control um, impacting the fellow human beings. Uh, People have seen the 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 need to go close to nature also, you know, to to get in front of them because maybe for some time uh, the human being were deprived of it. So, in your creativity and imagination for future, where do you see the role of nature? Like, would would people be craving for it, or would they create nature move nature close to them, uh, or would they move themselves close to nature? A mix of all. I, I think your last word, the mix of all. Uh-huh. I hope that we have nature in our life. We have clean streams, walks in the mountains. We have everything, clean air. We have our climate conditions remain stable. And we also protect ourselves in case nature creates havoc. So we have to you know, draw that fine balance where fine minds, where fine engineers and policymakers get together this is bad, this is good. We don't create products which create a lot of waste, but we, when we plan our products, for example, as a production engineer, I, I should be able to think that I make my product in an eco-friendly factory which has an eco-friendly process, and when my product needs to be dis- disposed of, there is a way it can be recycled. So that planning, in case we can integrate, we would have, you know, enhanced the quality of life which would happen. And 
that is also a very small two or three lines in the book somewhere as far as I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you covered it very well in the book that how the good part of the technology, how the good part of bringing nature and I was reading, um, uh, in, I'm forgetting about that chapter, but there was somewhere that even uh, one of the character brings nature to his rooftop. And how nice it is. You're already seeing such kind of buildings coming up. It'll be more of it that, okay, if if the time is not permitting you to go to nature, you can bring it. The technology has enabled nature to move closer to you. So basis that, uh, you know, on reading about one of the characters and, and the way he is uh, training himself, exercising, and he has created nature close to him. It's a very positive because with urbanization, as you cannot go to nature as uh, as you would like to, as we used to do in the past when the urbanization was not, not as much as it is today, which is moving very fast. So one is, is the, which the, the takeaway is from your book, I see the technology that tr- which allows you to travel at a faster speed, first can take you to the nature if you want to go there. That's one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and second is that the technology has moved the nature in a modified form, but still it's natural. It is not something else close to you where the plant is giving you oxygen on your rooftop and you can have enough of it. You, know, you don't have to yeah, go for, go to the nature. So that's, that's, that's what looks like that in the future, the technology is even bringing you closer to nature. That's what I get. Uh-huh. That's one aspect, you know, we can develop that uh, use technology in a positive manner that, you know, we do not damage the core of the earth, we survive well and we have a good life. That should be the real aim of policymakers and, of course, prime ministers and presidents all over the world, you know, instead of fighting with each other. Correct, correct, correct. Because, uh, you know, the, the good part you have brought out in the book is, uh, is uh, the, the holistically that how technology is allowing people to travel, how technology is allowing people to communicate. Because the, the book starts with the person who is in communication business. And, and, yeah, and, and, and then how the same person is involved in controlling something bad from happening and how the technology is even being used to find it out, which naked eye cannot find. So that probably is the power of uh, technology in future, which will evolve over the years, that you can prevent untoward accidents uh, before they happen, you know, which you cannot notice uh, yourself, or a human being cannot notice without the help of technology. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we, we need to have a checks and balances, but technology can be a great thing. It has enhanced, you know, if, if you look back at life expectancy, in US, I think in 1870, it was 37. In India, it was 37 at 1920 or 1925. Today, US, I think life expectancy is around 80. India is around 70. So it's all because of technology. So let's not damn technology. Technology has got us here uh, and we have to use it positively to move forward. Perfect. So, uh, Sanjay, we'll take a short break and we'll continue our discussion further in the next session.
For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And uh, I have with me uh, Sanjay. We are talking about his latest book, Year 2040, The Battle for Life. Amazing book. It gives you a quick uh, preview of what's going to be life in 2040, written at a very fast and furious pace during the pandemic. So uh, now I can say, uh, Sanjay, the pandemic uh, triggers the creative side of brain also, and people like you can convert into books so quickly. It's amazing. So fantastic reading, and thank you for first two sessions. Um, um, I've been uh, talking about how uh, humanity will master its destiny, how it will still remain in nature, although at some point of time it has to beat the nature also for survival, for longevity of uh, for human beings. Uh, moving on, uh, Sanjay, still on the technology side, what I wanted was your creative thought process on in the future, will we be living in technology paradise? Like technology will enable a lot of things, all the good things happening to us, or do you think we may face some consequences uh, of uh, technology? What are your thoughts on that? See, again, you know, I'm an optimist. I believe that we can actually create a paradise which would, you know, a paradise compared to how we lived, say, 50 years back as we move forward with more knowledge, more technology. So we could do that. But I would add a caveat. We have to curb our intentions to expand boundaries. Nations have to curb, our, in, curb their intention to expand boundaries or spread religion by force. We have to arrive at a consensus on climate change and we have to curb finance to certain bad elements. I'm not going to use a negative word. We have to you know, curb that finance going to bad elements who cause havoc all around. In case we manage to get a worldwide understanding on scientific basis of life, a religious basis of life is there, already people understand, but also on the scientific basis of life, that it occurs between certain temperature range, under certain conditions, then we could just build a paradise on technology. We could deliver, you know, good products, we could have a good standard of living, we could be happy, and we have to make sure that we move along a certain path that nations cooperate with each other. Otherwise, there could be a disaster, bad elements, they could misuse this high tech and cause havoc all around. So I have balanced both. In, in the book, I have balanced actually both. That the mm-hmm. good guy has been in the end and 
we need to strengthen the good guys and use tech in a good way you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that that is the basic thrust of my analysis yeah because you're right once if you are going into modern technology or anything new there is uh, something unknown there is there's always a fear of unknown also so it could be a new technology which could be beneficial in an immense way but this could be new it could be the first time so there may not be uh, a process to regulate it that in case it gets out of control then that can create some kind of disasters that can create uh, some kind of issues which humanity has to face and uh, the simplest example which comes to my mind which you were discussing earlier is when we started using the credit cards or online banking uh, there were new kind of issues came up the misuse of credit card uh, by you know scrupulous elements some bad elements could use the online banking uh, to uh, to do something difficult for a normal law abiding citizen so over a period of time the humanity learned how to live with it also means they put checks and balances you know multiple factor uh, you know identification and all this kind of stuff so as the technology unfolds uh, and as you have rightly mentioned in the book that if it is not controlled it can create disaster also absolutely yeah so right. so mm-hmm. we have to create the legal framework as well as the security framework to punish somebody who is misusing it yeah that should be there absolutely yeah And, yes. and 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 there is another one in your book uh, you have mentioned about uh, a concept life forever what is that life forever concept can you share okay. with our listeners see now this could be a tempting concept for a lot of people mm-hmm. but maybe not for me but i brought up the concept because it's going to come about you know right now all of us have children so our genes are there to some extent the genes are there are also of the your partner but in case somebody gets tempted that i am perfect it's my genes which should be there only such a you know baby can be created using fertilization techniques genetics as we move forward a sort of cloning only difference is there would be a age gap you could have a you know absolute clone of yourself who would be younger by 20 30 years to you now certain companies may start promoting the idea look you pay us a million dollars we will create your clone and in case you pay us 2 million dollars we will create two clones of you and who would be you exactly the same genes and in case you want to edit certain genes which cause disease or you want to become taller like fantasy you have a fantasy you know you are 6 inches you always wanted to be 6 inches taller or maybe hit the football in such a manner that you know it goes out of the stadium so we'll create that so that in my opinion also a bit of a misuse is quite a misuse of technology but that could happen you know you could and then you start believing that there is a, a exact genetic replica of me existing and tomorrow that replica will say okay man sanjay was perfect so now let me create another sanjay 
so that chain of events could go on for thousand years you know so that we concept is discussed in the book and it has been discussed to some extent you know even you could create your own replica with a higher iq like mahesh you have higher iq i'm you know much higher than mine but you could definitely the possibility may just start existing and we have to again have a set of legal framework you know and medical legal ethics which all the countries have to get together and draw up that such occurrences if they occur they have to have their own you know bind legal binding of this and that yeah. that's a good I point i have been yeah because see what's yeah. going to happen is and as you mentioned in your book also that the lifespan have been extended by medical intervention and and modifications so so many a times uh, if you if if you are modifying few things to uh, arrive at something good is good so here uh, it may not be just treating a uh, a disease by uh, in uh, giving a medicine which is also part of technology that how you created medicine all right uh, the roots can still be coming from nature you could have used that but but artificially creating those medicines uh, it is pretty good concept that that saves lives and why not all the vaccines if you look at how many diseases human beings have eradicated till now by developing new medicines vaccines and etc that's a humongous positive on the technology side but but i really admire yeah. what you bought in your book about taking it to the next level cloning the dnas and that may become part of life and that could become life saver for somebody so so yeah. it with the some of those concept may not be usable today but the the development of technology now and acting on it to create database as well as some of the processes starting now can elongate life of people uh, maybe in 2040 which is a very positive as you rightly mentioned in last 100 years how much of the uh, the lifespan has gone up the life expectancy has definitely gone up it has got a relationship to to your uh, uh, food availability uh, it has got yeah. uh, to do with the availability of medicine uh, it has got uh, to do with the medical intervention even the surgeries Absolutely. and all that this is all part of the technology which have taken away suffering see one is the longevity of longevity of life second which uh, is the suffering it has taken a lot of Absolutely. suffering out of people if you are in pain you can get a pain killer if you have something broken it you can be cut open and you can be fixed so it looks like Absolutely. that all of these <laughs> the the ones which you've seen there will be something beyond it that's what i see in your book which will yeah. <laughs> probably make life seem like life is forever absolutely that possibility could also come up it has to be debated whether it's good or bad but that possibility would definitely exist yes yeah. see that's that's a very valid point you bring in that good or bad you know if you give uh, longevity to the life but is there a quality of life along with longevity so the, how do you manage it or that longevity of life is it being misused because you want it to be used you don't want it to be misused you know there absolutely there are ups and downs both sides of it yeah but the concept of uh, uh, dna genetically you modifying the genes and uh, 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 cloning and something beyond that 
uh, to you looks like those are very possible things now they are possible they are possible and honestly you know we have to think how much we should allow and how much we should not allow because when i did the search for this book i did talk to a lot of doctors mm-hmm. and you know so I, i would leave it at that that there should be honest debate mm-hmm. at the intellectual level at the university level at policy making level that this is okay this is not okay it should be like that aha okay because there are positive but if you know the negatives up front that how do you regulate yeah. the negatives of it yeah. right you know everything you know a democratic society has to move in such a manner that everything is debated everything is discussed and then we derive a consensus okay this is right Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, Sanjay, a great discussion. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. we have got run out of time for this segment. We'll take a quick break, and we'll continue our yeah. discussion after the break. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Uh, you're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. very fascinating we are talking to sanjay uh, 2040 the battle for life very nicely worded below that a story of tomorrow so that's what we have been discussing in last three segments how life is changing and will further change as the life progresses as the technology comes into play and very nicely done in its book 2040 the battle for life by sanjay written very quickly through the pandemic uh, using all his creativity all his imagination all his nice thought process sharing with the uh, uh, our listeners today that <coughs> sorry that how the life is going to be in 2040 uh, sanjay very fascinating uh, first three segments uh, we talked about technology we talked about nature we talked about a lot of other things how about now moving into how the society will behave and i say society because we live in 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 a world which uh, in which there was a very famous word for last uh, three decades at least globalization you know and uh globalization did a lot of good uh, uh, a lot of good stuff came with it and uh, maybe a few uh, not so good stuff would have come in but with you thinking about 
you know, where do you see the world in 2040? See, I would say that the world would get partly de-globalized. I'm for globalization, you know, because globalization promotes trade, it promotes understanding between countries, it promotes travel, we are interdependent on each other. But as nationalists swing to power, it could, it is possible that globalization may go out of fashion. We have to take that into account. And the world would also change fundamentally. Right now, oil producing countries have a lot of finance, but if oil goes out of the equation, electrical vehicles, then how do these countries stand up? What, what do they have to sell? Their financial power, will it go down? Or how do they have new ideas to back up? So the world changes fundamentally. But countries which are strong in manufacturing, in food production, in software, they would still be trade leaders. And, and by the way, arms manufacturers too would have something to export, you know. They would have something to export. So it is a deglobalized world we are looking ahead at. We can take measures to stop that. I would want a globalized world where we are familiar with each other, we are friendly with each other, we travel with each other's countries, we chat with each other and we fight. But we fight on small issues, you know, small issues like trade policies, not fight with bombs or uh, missiles. But and for that, we also have to, you know, uh, have an understanding on religion, uh, frankly, because this is a very politically incorrect talk uh, thing to talk about. But actually, we have to understand that people fear religion is being forced or conversions are forced. We have to take in account those feelings that, you know, there's understanding amongst religions or even with people who don't have any religion that these are the boundaries. We are not going to fight. You have your right to believe in what you want to, whether you believe in science or religion or you want to be atheist, you want to be humanist. We have to take into account. Yes, as far as globalization goes, people like you and me, Mahesh, who admire globalization, we need to promote it more. We need to maintain the tempo. No, yeah. because you're very right. <laughs> See, the technology accelerated the globalization also. So, you know, the connectivity Absolutely. between the countries and, and, you know, ease of travel. A simple thing and and it has its own advantages but it has a, a soft underbelly also which came in now so the travel was easy so people could travel yeah. across the country so many flights uh, going across but the moment pandemic happened what happened first thing the travel stopped so now the world which was connected through flights trains buses whatever you call the the nation started closing the boundaries now there was a reason for that uh, I, I, I can't say that basis that you stop doing business with each other, but but basis that, that that was the survival mechanism, that if some place has yeah. happened, but what 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 you don't want in 2040 is that that it becomes exacerbated and that starts moving the business in such a manner that that people get uh, into a mode where the globalization is not, or the connectivity across the world is not seen good. Because the reason is the the biggest advantage of globalization was the use best of the resources could be human could be other resources or asset across the world wherever it is the most efficient available to everybody otherwise the holding of that resource will start and and only that geography uh, can use it so in a way 
that was one part of it but the second major factor which may uh, resist deglobalization is technology then now you may not even need to travel <laughs> you know you can do business <laughs> yeah. you, you can do you business can. online people are talking to each other they are pretty happy and they are finishing things there are all there are more online meetings now uh, than anything else uh, you know if you see everybody is sitting in front of their computer they are more productive they are not traveling to the place of work maybe that's the future that you know you 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 are uh, uh, not at work at a fixed time it looks like with technology you're always at work you can work from anywhere <laughs> you know so so connecting the telecommute telecommuting and all that may not need so yes pandemic showed uh, some uh, downside of it when people could not travel but the humanity found way through technology you know that yeah, that's amazing absolutely but there is another one no. another one is that you mentioned very well in your book the nationalists so can there be a political implication of it where for popularity people can start uh, you know uh, uh, moving in a direction where where we where they want this uh, for their advantage and it could be um, getting into power you know holding the power on that that could be one now sanjay before we close because it'll be uh, we have only few minutes left i just wanted to uh, uh, read another line from your book and take your uh, thoughts on it genetically engineered people eating genetically modified food living in an artificially created world run by ai you know it's very powerful and it's it's almost coming there because there is a genetically modified food which is available it's very difficult now even to find the 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 you know truly natural food <laughs> because even the seeds yeah. are genetically modified <laughs> and as you earlier covered this genetically engineered people that you can be cloning and and it is genetically engineering engineered people are not in a negative sense you're not trying to create monsters what you're trying to do is to modify to take care of possibility of diseases to be eliminated am i right yeah right right yeah and and to do that you are using artificial intelligence so you know so artificial intelligence is telling you in advance of the impending dangers or something coming at you absolutely so so actually you know in this debate i would rather play the writer and see both sides debating it out because i have you know views that we need to fundamentally maintain the integrity of life use technology for our benefit yes and even with ai we need to get ai in our lives but we need to also have the checks that ai does not cause a war it does not you know suddenly fall into bad hands yeah. so we we have that check ban similarly food at certain place we need to maybe do our modification but again a strong sense of ethics should guide whatever changes we make to life you know because the fundamental nature of life should not change our science our technology should be for enhancing that life you know increasing the lifespan increasing our lifestyle making it more enriched in the quality of life we lead that should be the thrust yes it is possible that we would be eating uh, gm food we would be gm people with ai running the show well the debate is on and <laughs> let that debate play on i would say you know the ethics of it perfect sanjay now we have got to the end of our program and uh, i thank you so much uh, for uh, 
you know, few things. First of all, uh, thinking creatively and during pandemic when everybody was getting worried, you started thinking about future and how it looks like and wrote the book 2040, The Battle for Life, a story for tomorrow. And it's a very tough task uh, to create stories for tomorrow. Uh, you, you have data for the past, but to, to do something for future is always very admirable. And uh, my takeaways from here is that, yes, there will be, uh, as, as, as we were talking earlier, genetically engineered people for positive things to take care of disease and all that. So longevity comes in, genetically modified food. So there's no hunger. You know, you're able to at least feed people and uh, get, get more output because the earth is unlimited mass and the number of people are increasing. So you have to do something. And uh, again, the use of uh, artificial intelligence. And I really admire that word which you use there and the sentence because AI will be used positively to predict what's going to go wrong versus what's happening. And it can tell you to prepare for that. And uh, the role of human being then would be that how do you connect with all this happening around you uh, with uh, what the humans do well, the emotions. Uh, that, that Where are the human emotions? How do you come into the picture with that? And how do you uh, connect the, the world feed to their emotions, work on it, and uh, how you remain connected with nature? And as you mentioned in your book, you can bring nature home using technology. And, and that's <laughs> fantastic. Or the technology takes you faster to the nature, cutting down the time to travel those distances. So it looks like yeah, overall actually. it's going to impact in a very positive way uh, in, in the human life and also the the downside coming with that which can be misused uh, the technology can be used with proper thinking to think through it using artificial intelligence before time and even if something happens it can help you to control or or, 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 or uh, eradicate it absolutely absolutely you know Mahesh I think the population in the world was 1 billion at one point maybe 120 years back today it is 7.4 billion. It is only because of technology so many people are able to live on this earth. It's otherwise, that 1 billion number was stable for hundreds of years. It was just 1 billion for hundreds of years. No. Yeah, yeah so, well, that's what yeah. some people say in our days. There are more people living than ever died. I don't know how far it is true. I just heard somewhere. So maybe <laughs> yeah, because the population was so low and, and the lifespan was... Uh, uh, short, so maybe that number also I need to check where it came from but I heard that somewhere so I thought I'll share. So Sanjay, thank you so no, no, much no, no, no. it was yeah. sorry, go ahead it, it was my pleasure to be talking to you and we really got into the discussion very nice and fantastic book. Thank you and congratulations for doing it, especially at such a short notice. And uh, uh, great to, um, to have had you on this program. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a good week.